0: Don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679.
1: 1-800-209-1679. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to OddsXFactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com
0: Call now. Call free.
2: Hey, we got a big football game to talk about. Sports Insider Radio coming to you from Las Vegas. Brian Blessing, glad to be with you. and We're going to have some fun. Uh, you got the NBA, college hoops, NHL's at their all-star break. But props are about to come on the board in excess of 300 props for the Super Bowl. New England and the Rams, lots on the docket. It's a great time of year, and it's always fun to check in with the boys John and Mike on Sports Insider Radio. Invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com, 800-209-1679. I don't count the Pro Bowl, fellas, so one more football game. How you doing? Listen, football, you're talking about me yelling, Go! <laughs> what? That's not football. It works. Hey. Uh, oh, it works. Yeah, I mean, I would have loved to hear your call on the Bears kick. No goal! The double donkey. The double dunk, the yeah, double right. dunk
3: so listen, yeah. So listen, I, I, anyway, let's get back to reality. Reality is that this is the biggest game from a non-repeat, non-professional betting point of view. You know, you know, and I know, I usually come out every month since my shoulder surgery. I haven't been since November, but I'm going to be there with Mike 20th to the 25th in March. And like you said, you know, March Madness is you're getting a week. And I'm not trying to, I'm just trying to put this in perspective. What we do when we come out in March, it's like having five Super Bowls for seven days, right? And the whole world will flock to Las Vegas, and they're so excited about this game, and I just got to tell you, man, 31 years I've been in this business, I'm just not, it doesn't get me that excited. I now, we're going to have a guest on, we're, let me, but here's the funny thing, we're going to have a guest on the air okay. uh, at the end, uh, a good friend of mine, David Miller, Cool. Um, and I did a YouTube video with David, <laughs> believe it or not, in the beginning, in the middle of January last year, and I went and I played it back. And I'm talking about New England going to what the line should be on New England last year in the Super Bowl, and then I go and I'm like, I don't even have to change the video.
2: Yeah, uh, it it is it is amazing, is it not? I mean,
3: here they are again. I mean, listen, I want to know because you and Mike are the two fantasy lovers. You know what is your perspective of a dynasty? Uh, I mean, you know. People's conspiracy theories, people want New England you know, I said the worst thing for ratings would be if New England we broke it down last year, got it got it, you know, but I love New England from a betting point of view. I loved New England. You know, I just I did the old age thing. If I'm gonna take a forty year old quarterback against a twenty three year old quarterback, I use the example of how um that's happened if you if you can just forget about the teams, the offense, the you can break it down a Now again, was that a bad call? We'll discuss that call, but of I don't course, want to be it was. like every other. I don't want to be like every other radio show what no, I wanted to well, say no it it, I, w-
2: it was, but that's that's neither here nor but, there I mean I,
3: but this is what i'm saying thirty one years in this business isn't that built in. People don't want to hear that. there's a trillion bad calls every year on a lot of games, and it's isn't that built into the yes, we know this, and unless they change yeah, the rule they I'll it, replay no, no
2: it it is it, the, the the difference being. Uh, this one flat out decided a game, uh, you know, and the magnitude. of What do you think it, about this lawsuit attempt to get him? nothing? That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. I mean, come on, yeah. I mean, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, you know, um, but uh, you can't take anything away uh, from New England either. I mean, I, you know, right. I mean, I mean, not only are they good, but you know, they don't do stuff like that. I mean, the guy from Kansas City lined up offside. You ever see a guy from New England do that?
4: I mean, I'll let Mike talk. Hi, Mike. Well, Brian, uh, what they did say, and I, I mean, I've been watching football for a long time. Anytime there's a neutral zone uh, potential infraction, they usually give the coach a heads up look, your guy's in the neutral zone. It's like a warning type thing. And they said for this particular instance, they didn't even give Andy Reid a warning. Now, again he probably
2: Well they warned the players after the game. Well they warned the players you know but but the but the bottom line is you, you know, the clock's running here with it's the last minute of a game in a two minute drill in a place where you can't hear yourself think <laughs> you know so I, to me it's incumbent on the player i'm not blaming the refs well, I mean, on that I- one
4: at all Sure, but it was unfortunate that the one time that he did line up and the neutral zone only throw an interception, which, which could have ended the game. Of but course. Again, that's here nor there.
3: Yeah, no, that's right. But, but, but Listen, li- listen, I'm going to use this perfect example. I had a client text me last night. I had an easy loser. When I say easy <laughs> loser, Brian, I had the easiest loser on the board. You will not see a score like this in college basketball probably for the next, I don't know, 20. Seven hours before tonight's games begin, I had Loyola Chicago minus three on the road, losing seventy to thirty-five. And, they, and he texts me and he says, Turn the the, page. the second <laughs> half The second half score was forty to eleven. They scored eleven points. He goes, "Boy, they didn't show up at that game." And I said, "You know, I'd rather lose the game like that than lose on a bad call at the end of a game or on a free throw because you don't get paid anymore. You don't lose anymore. So when I say that, it kind of, it, it, it it goes back to." Those bad calls take care of themselves from a betting point of view. I think that people put so much emphasis into a call here and a car there, and they don't realize at the end of the year on the bell curve it's about 50%. What I will say is, regarding last night, before we get in and do this whole show about the Super Bowl, listen, if you're not in-game live wagering, Brian... You're leaving a lot of money on the table. Teams like Oklahoma yesterday, down 37-31 to at halftime. They win the second half 39-24. to You have to look for these opportunities, and it doesn't mean you you play every favorite that's down, but if you have a good edge where you know that there should be what I call a reversion of the mean, it should be 50-50 at the end of the game, you have to take advantage. Now, Mike asked you a question last week. I wasn't involved in this game, but I'm going to segue my first big word of the show. Why do you give Nevada, Nevada, Nevada no respect? They won a hundred to sixty yesterday. Why do you not think they can't be there in March when we're there?
2: Uh, Would well, beware. You said win. No, the question in the you 16? no that was not the question you asked. The question that was asked last week: is, Could Nevada win at
4: all? I don't think. No, no, no. no I said no. the final four. I said the final four. Yeah, no. Still not giving him credit. No, no. They just land twenty, winning by forty, like nobody's business. Brian, we had UMBC, our backyard play, beat Virginia last year. They finally, the one seed went down. You don't think Nevada can, can roll in there as a two seed and potentially be a Final Four competitor? No. (laughs)
2: <laughs> no. no what do you want me to say no he's not even he's not even faking it what about uh, buffalo no i said no last week i mean uh, i, I mean I no, 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 no they they just week. they just lost at northern illinois and you know i follow them closely they they you know and they showed a lot of guts in that game they hit up their desperation they hit a three tied the thing and then they get the, the other team come down and got the buzzer beater they'd have beat it by 10 in overtime you know whatever but were, there there's a team they ranked 14th in the country from a small conference you watch the penalty they pay the price they pay for losing that game uh you know they, some people had them uh, a four a four seed some people were even maybe crazy enough saying that they could be a three seed well if you're a mid major that loss now they're a five seed, uh, you know, and, and and with only the opportunity to go down, so you get no margin for error. Right, I agree. What I wanted to ask you is is, is a very simple
3: question, which is, are you following the stats in the NBA and the
2: NCAA basketball?
3: The stats. Are you following the cover spread records? Are you oh, are you following? I, I
2: don't have to because every Wednesday morning, right about this time, I know you're gonna just kind of spit them all out. Well, At least that's my hope. Say, let me let me just say this: it, sometimes people will
3: ask questions or make comments or statements, and it'll get me doing extra research. So I had a client. He said he got. We had a couple bad beats on road teams in college basketball, and he goes, man, none of these teams can win on the road. They can't win on the road. So, you know, you start thinking that because you're the gambler and you're betting, but you're only looking at, like you said, throughout the last game, the few games that you've bet on your own. So I go back and I do the stats on NCAA basketball. Away teams are 15-28 and 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 15-19 against the spread. That basically means that you actually have – it's a nothing margin it's a nine game margin but the point is it's basically 50 50 it goes back to you're always looking for a reason to justify why you're winning guys make statements i'm not going to play the road teams anymore i'm just going to play the home teams blah 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 and again you go and look at the numbers and line makers are sharp they adjust because they understand that most people like to play home teams in college basketball and guess what it's you're 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 a net loser right now. The edge has been to the away teams. So you learn things when you drill down into the into the actual spread. But when you look at college basketball, right now, Brian, dogs have a twenty game lead. You ready? Go 1,500, for it. 1,480. hundred, fourteen eighty. I'm gonna say it again. Fifteen hundred dogs have covered and fourteen hundred and eighty favorites have covered. We're literally talking about flipping a coin. You're talking about three and then there's fifty four games that hit the closing number as a push so you're talking about three thousand and four games and you're talking about a margin of 20 games do you realize how little how minuscule how how nothing that is
2: might my professor have done some work on uh how that shakes out in terms of over and under I have
3: not. It's been a little harder to run that data, but I will say to you, uh, I'll work on that, but what I'm going to say is about home teams. You know where the home team edge has been, Brian? NBA, not college. You would think with all these rowdy fans on national television, the CBS game, the ESPN game, the whatever game, and homecoming, and this and that, you would think that the alumni of these colleges would have a bigger effect and it would be more emotional than the NBA. Guess what? No. The NBA is hitting 66% straight up on home teams. That means if you bet every home team on the money line, obviously you'd be killed because of the juice. <laughs> but you're 434 and 281. You have a 253-game edge on NBA teams as a fan winning straight out, which that basically means is if you're a fan and you go to an NBA game or you take your kids to an NBA game, except when uh, Mike took my kids to an NBA game, that the stats on the other side, you basically know that you have a really good chance of watching that team win without the spread just for rooting action and purposes. It's really compelling that in a pro sport it really should be about 50%. So I go back to... If you go the period of the whole season, isn't that going to even out? Aren't we going to see that it's not going to be 253-game edge? Aren't we going to see that basically that stat's not going to be 66%? It's going to revert back to the mean to about
4: 50%. Michael, did you take notes? I've been take, look, I have a book. Since we started doing this homework assignment from the last couple of months, I'm already on book two. So I've already been through the first one. I'm now on the second one. Look, I keep writing it down. I I keep studying the statistics, and it it helps me for about five minutes. Uh, How
2: much will you? I know I will. It's a very big component of what I will do uh, for the big game uh, right now, and we're a ways out. Uh, I would say my lean would be uh, under in the first half, over in the second half, Rams and over for the game. So, I I got – four ways i'm looking at the game then there's a handicap of the game that then goes into the 300 plus props that are there um and the thing is the props are correlated to one another so you, you know when you're looking for some opportunities things that can point you in a direction or uh you know th- there's different ways it's like you at halftime if, if you got uh the uh, under for the game, and it's a dead under in the first half, and you come back with an 18-point middle to play over in the second half. That's the beauty of this game is you have the chance to win multiple bets based on the same
4: scenario. Well, you know, we're going to do a full prop uh, breakdown next week, but we'll do a little preview because I have a couple potential clients out there in uh, Boston and the surrounding areas, and and, and they're really, really grateful nowadays because – they legalized it, so now they're all running to the books. And, and look, at the end of the day, we could do a little breakdown specifically for the Patriots. So for all the Patriots fans that are listening to us, look, I learned a lesson years ago. Never bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. That's like, look, it's the rule. I will not break a rule, and I will never bet against Tom Brady in the playoffs. So don't have a particularly on this, the Super Bowl itself. Wait a minute. You mean since you lost
3: the last game. I will never bet against Tom Brady on the playoffs.
4: What do you mean? You love Kansas City. No? You're talking about the wrong person. Okay. Maybe I'm talking about the wrong person. Well, Case uh, was we clearly the plan. To... Oh, we talked
3: about my home's. Fan- I'm confusing fantasy yeah. with reality, yeah, exactly. Brian. Exactly, t- I've him
4: in Fanduel, but right, right. Oh, see, I
3: see, Brian. When he's watching the, the game, I don't know if he's watching the game for the spread or the the fantasy.
2: <laughs> but in this, what? but in this instance, I mean, uh, you know, the Super Bowl is one massive fantasy game.
3: Listen, I'll let you guys continue, but I will tell you, Mike has dreams of being a professional DFS daily winner, five
4: thousand a day. Nah, it's look, it's too much work, but it definitely makes the game more exciting than even having a play on the game. But what I personally, I've been, I've been doing a little. I haven't done my full scope of research on the props that I want to do, but and right, I'm going to give out one prop because we always do this every year. For the last couple years, we've given out some good winning props. I like Rex Burkhead to score the first touchdown. You're getting 18 to one. It's good value. He's healthy. The guy's coming on strong. The last six weeks of the season, he was on the pup list. the beginning half of the season, and they're giving him the ball goal line. That's a good value bet. And then secondly, um, for Tom Brady purposes, and this isn't, you're not getting much value, but I just see this as being a really good hit. Tom Brady over one and a half touchdowns. I mean the guy he if he's gonna be if the Patriots win, he's gonna get over two touchdowns. The Rams defense, as good as they are, they're definitely susceptible. And the way that Brady's playing and how he's lasered in and finally he's got Gronk healthy, Edelman's healthy, they have three backs between Burkhead, Michelle, and White, and then they have a couple good role players. They're the tight they're really dangerous this time of the year, like Look, we, we say this all season long, but aside from that miracle in Miami when they had that crazy flea flicker um, to end the game to beat the Patriots, they would have been the number one seed. So all this talk about this isn't the best Patriots season, this isn't the best team they put out there, they were literally a... Uh, Insane play away from being the one seed all over again. That's and we true. all know they don't play in September. They don't really care. They just want to make sure that they have to the buy and get into the playoffs healthy. And they've done just that. So, again, I don't particularly have a play on the game. You have to call the office to get the play on the game. But with prop bets, take Brady over one-and-a-half touchdowns and take Burkhead at 18-1 to one to get the first touchdown of the game, Brian. All yeah.
2: right. Uh, I'll tell you my 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 one. I know I'm going to do it. I had Von Miller at 25 to one a few years ago to be the MVP of the game. Oh, no, I
4: thought you were going to be talking about today's game. I almost stopped you there.
2: No, no, no. <laughs> and I, I I'll tell you what. And and it's the funny thing is even in a game that I think is going to be high scoring, I think Aaron Donald is a guy to take a long hard look at to be the MVP of the game. Uh, you know, two sacks, a forced fumble, and or something like that. I you know, you always you know looking looking for those opportunities. I think this kid's sitting on a big game. I it's great. I I love the game within the game. You know, John, we've talked about that forever. I mean, look, I've been on a weekly basis
3: I've been making more moves trading the second-half games than I have actually. It's like almost – and we'll, we'll have Dave on at the end of the show. We'll, we'll ask him about if he does the second half in the in-game live as well. But the reality is, like I said, you know, perfect example is, you know, look, you could get, you can get – the props are fine. They're like lottery tickets. I'm not saying it's not fun. But what I'm saying is I'd rather watch the first half of that game that that NFL game and, and see how they adjust the line in the second half because if and, it's lopsided, you're going to get a lot of value with the team that's down big.
2: Uh, you know, let me let just me th- because it,
3: just because it's I, I think Atlanta. I remember that I didn't mortgage my house when Atlanta was up. What was it? Twenty eight nothing or something?
4: it was What was, uh, half- it was, it what was, was the
3: no, halftime score? Twenty eight
4: nothing. You know, our partners in Georgia are listening to this, show. You got to bring it up to them all over. I got to bring it up <laughs> between <laughs> Georgia. Hey, between Georgia.
3: And between... The uh, Falcons and the Bulldogs. Just and having a rough call. Sure, years. having a rough call. Co- but listen, I've got to tell you, I remember where I, I remember that game, and I remember I'm sitting there at halftime going, are you kidding me? They're making, they're making New England four, I think? It was, it, they were down 28 points? Come on. I mean, you know, this is where you can get the real value if you can hang in there and just have a little patience.
2: Hey, you know, I, I think you were being very unfair. Very unfair to your Atlanta friends. You my said, twin you,
3: brother lives in Atlanta. No, but, like no, but you, it you it.
2: said twenty-eight nothing. It wasn't that bad. It was it was twenty-eight three.
3: Okay, I just close. <laughs> twenty-eight three. Uh,
2: yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, my
3: brother can see the stadium from the from his, from his from his balcony. He says, "I'll just I'll just watch it inside on TV. I'm not paying eight billion for a ticket." But, you know, look, the, the, the reality is, again, when you look at a lopsided event, i don't, I got to go back and look at the numbers, how, long, how many years they've had lopsided Super Bowls where the, you, you had a big opportunity for them to revert to the mean for them to, you know, show some face in the Super Bowl. Um, but, you know, when you get an opportunity like that, you can really take advantage of it in the second half. And that's the thing. You're going to hear these stories, and we talk about it every year, Brian. You're going to hear the story about the guy that got on the plane and cashed out his life savings and took 200000 Five hundred thousand, a million to Vegas, and he put it all, and he won. And you, and and but he's doing that before the game starts instead of keeping some money for second half. Uh,
2: I know for a fact. I, I well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Kansas City was absolutely the play at halftime. In that, New I England. mean, Mike
3: was talking about that. I mean, even Mike is not as crazy as with halves, and He's like, man, we should have pounded. I'm like, yep. But you know, again, you know, I.
4: I I mean, it's so it, it's interesting to finally see. Look, they just had a couple weeks ago. They had the uh, the DraftKings sports betting championships out here, out there in New Jersey, and yep. and David, who's coming on the show, was out there, and a couple of the other guys that we know were out there. And the way to watch their betting, everybody was betting quarters, everybody was betting half times. They weren't just bet it and forget it better So again, if you're listening to the show and you're trying to understand the psychology of why these professional betters win. they don't just bet the game before it starts and they just forget about it they're literally monitoring the entire game watching the game flow watching the pace of the game in basketball and and getting in on value that's brian's favorite word brian's favorite word and literally finding that that soft spot on the board whether it's in the first quarter second quarter i mean you know of any particular game and and they're literally able to you know manipulate the line to say. So, you know, if they're they're happy when a favorite is down at the half cuz then they know they're going to storm back especially if they're a home team and and they're going to f- cover the second half but they may not cover the game. So, again, this is much more than just betting it and forgetting it.
3: Brian, just so you know, since it's the last game in the NFL season, the Closing record before the Super Bowl with both dogs winning last week is 140, 118, and 8 to the dogs in the NFL season. So you were plus 22 games. Twenty-two games to make a thousand dollars, a thousand twenty. If you bet a hundred bucks a game, it's ridiculous. Because again, you got fourteen thousand in wins and you got twelve thousand nine hundred eighty losses with that little ten percent vig, and you think you're up a lot of money because you're up twenty-two games. If you're that guy that just bets every dog with reckless abandon, and you're you know it's a lot of work for sixteen weeks. You you made you know you made fifty-five dollars a week. Congratulations. The point is, they end the season fifty percent. They end the season. 50% you it looks like an illusion but when you add in the juice yes up 22 games is yeah you had the edge if you bet the dogs but you didn't because of the juice and that's a great equalizer i cannot wait for april bryant
2: i can't wait for baseball you and well you're you're you're, you're the dog player and you're the streak player yeah, how about those capitals on that streak uh, streak one uh, way streak uh, the, the other way I, streak one way streak the other way the nhl this year is unlike any nhl season i have ever seen where when you you just go to the standings and you look at the standings in the eastern and western conference and you sit there and you go there are five streaks going you know uh, two losing streaks uh, three three ridiculous winning streaks two or three ridiculous losing streaks it really does it looks it looks like a baseball board when you look at it just the standings. where are you watching the super bowl brian Oh, we'll be. I'll be out at Sunset Station where we uh, do a our- oh, Okay, Club Madrid. Uh, yeah, it's it's a kind of an event for their players. It's not a, an open. Are you? Oh, what are
3: you saying? I can't come get a hot dog. Are you? Are you going to be here? No, I don't
2: know. I haven't decided yet. Well, you came. You were there last year. I trust me. I remember. Well, then that's okay. Well well, um, well, we'll see what we can. How's the weather right now in Vegas? Uh, I'm miserable, but I mean it's sunny. Well, of course, it's sunny, but it's like you know. Uh, it's in the 40s in the morning. Listen, I, guess, I got a, guy, I got cold, a client man. listening. Listen, I got a client listening. He's in Detroit,
3: Michigan. Well, this guy, Muhammad Ali, we'll call him. Just as, as uh, we won't give out his real name on the air. Uh, Muhammad Ali texted me last week. He says, I can't get out of my house. He sends me a video why people cry in Vegas. Literally, literally, there's 30 inches of snow on the ground. You like know. it's amazing in some part of these countries, you
2: know, so when you're in Vegas, yeah, but wait like I said, the weather is beautiful no, no matter no, no. how cold no, you think it is. No, it's not. No, it's. Not. Listen, when you live in Detroit or you live in Buffalo, you 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 know what you signed up for, right? So you have no right to whine about it. You know. I asked I, them, I, I, I come, come out, out, here, you I out he goes, here. I came out here. I don't know. I came out here to see the sun and the palm trees and, and this 3 month window of you know, 45 degrees, I'm sorry. it's not what I signed up for. I have more right to whine about the weather than someone in Detroit does. I, I can agree with you. What I do want to know is where
3: have you <laughs> he, found this, value? This,
2: guy, this guy's laying, where's this clown? I want to meet this I'm, I'm
3: just, I'm plowing through. I want to know where <laughs> have you found value in NHL before we get to other sports like soccer, for instance, which is we have a huge weekend ahead of us. Where, have you found more value on the sides or have you found, more, I know you don't lay a heavy price. Yeah. Do you do any, do you do the goal line and do yeah. you uh, oh, do, the, do, do do?
2: Yeah, the plus pri- the, the plus prices are well. I mean, literally, it's either the the, the dog, the puck line, uh, or the total. Uh, it, and the other thing, which I is is the new hottest shiny new toy uh, that Uh-oh. a lot of people are talking about. I've been doing it for a year and a half, uh, or first period overs. Uh, oh, my God, yeah, you're right. Everybody's talking about it. Like, right? It's like, it's like I, I'm like, okay, well, when did this become a thing? It's always been a thing.
3: Well, uh, well, wait, 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 wait. You don't like to lay heavy price, but in the first period no. overs, you're laying extreme
2: juice. But what I do, what I uh, what I have done is, yeah, they're minus $1.50, uh, minus, exactly. you know. Exactly. I, uh, generally speaking, on a Tuesday, uh, Thursday, Saturday, on a night when the menu was full, uh I'll I'll lasso up a and uh, do a three team first period parlay over parlay ah. and on average it pays five to one. So let me now tell you now, now been all been these doing. teams are they're but, nineteen and two or okay that's great but you know how that is when you you start laying a dollar fifty dollar sixty and you you one two three bad uh, you know streaks that adds up pretty quick. Um, well, but but, but I'm, I'm just saying my way I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, on those because the the mode of that and why this hits, yes, some teams are more adept at it than others, but the reality of what goes on in the beginning of a hockey game, well, someone's got to get the lead, right? So in the beginning of the game, teams are going for it. Now, the games are about to change at this time of year. If it's a 2-2 game with eight minutes to go in the game, and teams are fighting for to get in the playoffs or they're fighting for home ice advantage. They become more conservative in nature, and they're more than willing to make sure they get the point and then whatever happens in overtime happens. But they're playing to guarantee the point. That is not the case at the beginning of the games when teams are going for it. That's why the first period over is such a good thing. Right. I get it,
3: and but like you said, sometimes you're you're what you. But what I will say is regarding the parlays, uh, as our good friend Kenny White always says, the only true value parlays are in MLB and in NHL because you have a money line. What I do, what we've been doing is we have a guy that basically does money line parlays in in basketball, but he throws in a short priced dog. So, like, for instance, last Friday we had Maryland, they were, like, plus 120. And then you have all these, like, minus 400s, minus 500s, minus 600s, and then you stick that one little dog in, Brian, and then it becomes a nice return. So what you're doing is you're basically making an amplified wager on that dog that you would have normally played to win outright anyway, and then you stick in, you know, you could stick in a minus 800, which you'd never lay 800, and what winds up happening is, I ran the math last week, instead of betting, let's say, a hundred, intend to win a hundred on Maryland on the money line, or on the spread, I bet a hundred on a parlay to win 270, and I won it. But the reality was, is I was really just king up that same straight money line Maryland play.
2: By the way, Michael, did you see him slide a new word in there? What was the new word? Amplify. Very good. Say, baby. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm listening. I'm listening. Uh, yeah, Mike's Mike's paying attention. I mean, we've had How do you say amplify in Russian. Well, I don't know. You had, had hyper focused, laser focused. Um, you've got a number of other big ones, but that was the first time you threw in you made an amplified wager. It was a big day today. I was lifting five-pound dumbbells, Brian. We're making
3: slow – we're making – we went from a, a, a pound to five pounds. So, listen, I've got to tell you a quick story. Your friend, you said, had shoulder surgery, and then we'll, we'll go to reality of betting. Hey, uh, before, you, morning, before you – a minute. I opened, before, a, I opened minute. a bag of cereal for my son, and I almost blew my shoulder back out. Oh, God. You've got to be careful Don't when you open that. the bags. Yeah, you've got to be careful. It's, it's bad, bad, bad mojo on your shoulder when you you're were open trying the to,
2: You were trying to what? Like Separate the plastic? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Some sometimes you know that's easy. Sometimes like that thing's welded together, like it's got a half life of ten thousand years. This one was years. welded
3: together. My shoulder almost came
2: unwelded. All four bolts almost flew out. The guy said, "Do not open cereal
3: or Dude. Doritos or chips. Use a scissor and cut the top." Oh my! Good lesson he lesson. warned you. He warned me. So anyway, what I would say to you regarding blowing out my shoulder and opening that bag of Cheetos, <laughs> this is what I think. When you When a sports better you, walks into a casino you, you and blew, he has no you,
2: plan. Wait a minute. You blew your shoulder out, and then your fingers were all orange.
3: That is ridiculous. Yeah. But listen, when you, when you walk into a casino and you have no plan, it's the same thing why guys blow up their bankroll. Too many people, and this is where when we have Dave on at the end of the show, he's a master of money management, is that too many people are going to go to Vegas – and they're going all in, Brian. They're not playing props. They're not waiting for halftime. They're not looking at the, the, what ha No. I'm fl- I'm landing with X, Y, Z, and it's all going pushed through to the window. I just don't think that's a valid strategy, especially you know when you have a 50-50 chance of either team winning. The, li- the minute the line came out, Brian, I went to Don Best, our good friends over at Don Best. I opened up the screen. The line was pick'em the second the game ended. And I said to myself, "Man, I'd like to unload on New England and pick 'em to do a r play literally before I blinked it was minus two
2: no well, how long have we been saying this uh in many, many regards, when you bet is as important as who you bet over over the over oh. the course of the long haul right Listen
3: i mean. Uh- Uh, Our good friend that's coming on in a minute, he had Wake Forest the other night, plus 24. They lost by 23. He got the number. He got the win. And like I was saying, if you look at college basketball, um, you're looking at 1,500, 1,480, and 54 pushes on the closing number. But you know what? In truth, Brian, that's not really valid because that's going on the closing number. There's a lot of games that are moving points throughout the day where you could have literally – a win, a loss, and a push on the same matchup. So I I really take issue with that closing number of four because if you bet that game in the morning, you're a loser. If you bet that game in the evening, you're a winner, vice versa. You follow me?
2: I got you, my man. I'll tell you what. A lot
3: more games are hitting the number than most people realize between the opening and the closing.
2: Oh, Michael, Uh, what's right now? Real quick, and then we'll take a break. Um, We're all sitting here waiting for this football game. But You look at the college basketball menu tonight. There's a boatload of stuff, uh, and we got the NBA. Hoops really moves to the forefront here. Hockey's on its all-star break, so it's a big week for Hoops. So just because we're waiting for a football game doesn't mean there's a lot of stuff not out there. I'm waiting for the Marseille game.
4: Well <laughs> And, you know, we take advantage of a lot of these small schools. I mean, most people, they don't know anything about northern Colorado. Um, they don't know anything about eastern Washington, Idaho. I mean, these type of teams, you would have no idea they even existed, but you got to find value in these non-top 25 type matchups where you can find a lot of value in. You know, you stay away from the Dukes of the world and look, it's entertainment. I'm sure everybody's watching Zion play every single play. One of the top prospects, they have three top five prospects. It's great for entertainment, but but at the end of the day, you want to find value in these small schools that the line's not going to be as sharp where there's not enough action. Um, and money on that game. So and that's where we we strive to find those, you know, soft spots on the schedule every single night.
2: No, in fact, I'm searching for it. Oh man, where is it? And, and And I want to say one thing, the brutality
3: of the game, what most people don't realize, and I'm not going to release names, but I happen to be rehabbing at uh, at a location where many of the NFL off-season players are rehabbing, and uh, there's a guy from Carolina Panthers that I was was, uh, rehabbing with this morning, and I'm not going to give his name, he lives from Baltimore, but he's off-season from Carolina, and literally he's a rookie, Brian. These guys, are like, they went through World War Three, and they haven't played in three weeks. Like, when you realize how, when you see up close these guys, how injured they are after every game coming from an injury that I just had, you realize if you don't know how injured somebody is, and that's where you can, before the game is being bet, you can really see who's not on their A game, who's a little off, you know, off the stride and that's where the second half wagering comes into play because a lot of times these guys aren't on the injured. They just keep it quiet. They gulp it down. They know they're going to do rehab in the off season. Then you find out after the fact, Oh, so-and-so had a this and so-and-so had a that. So it, it, it is amazing to see the other side of that. And you'll, you'll see that soon when you're, when, when you actually have a team in Nevada and you can see these players up close and personal.
2: Oh no, I, well, I, you know, many years, you know, covering, covering it and being in the room. Um, uh, they take their the shoulder pads off. I'm telling you, they've got big circles, like the size of a basketball. It's from the hel- a helmet hitting them. And, like, they've got the rain, right. the rainbow of colors, like a, a circular welt. I mean, these guys, every hit's a car accident. I will say, before
3: we get Dave on the air and take the break, my personal opinion, and I've been I, – I, I, is I don't, I'm not so sure on Brady. I'm not so sure that you know everybody's going to act late, like he like he has to win this game. I don't see it. I see a lot of early public money pushing this line up. We'll hear what he has to say when he comes on. But uh, you know, I'm just not such a fan of this playing that. Like you said, that steamed up number. I'd almost if I like New England, I'd almost want to lay the money line and lay the spread. But that's just my early opinion with no information.
2: All right, it is. Sports Insider Radio we invite you to check out sportsinsiderradio.com and the number is 800-209-1679 800-209-1679 coming to you from Las Vegas we're heading to the top of the hour but we got a lot more information on the big game and we invite you to keep it right here we'll be back momentarily
0: don't stall. Make the call. 1-800-209-1679.
2: 1-800-209-1679. All right, we're back with you here. Sports Insider Radio. Check out sportsinsiderradio.com. 800-209-1679. All As we race to the top of the hour, another week about to be in the books. The props will be coming out. We'll have a lot of great information for you next week leading up to the Rams and the Patriots. But there's opportunities uh, that exist on the wagering board as we speak currently. And we got the boys, John and Mike, hanging with us. And John, I'll let you do the honors. You got a guest you want to introduce. David, are you there, buddy? Yeah, what's up, John? I heard that story about opening the cereal.
5: That was pretty funny.
2: Yeah, yeah, really, it was hilarious. I'm as I wish I my could f-
5: see that. I want to ask you
2: a question, wait, wait, David. Wait, wait, first wait. of hey, all, hey, hey, John, was it a bo- was it a box of unlucky charms? Yeah, unlucky <laughs> charms. There I'm we go. sorry, good.
3: So, so David, I want to ask you a question. There was just a commercial on from our good friend Kenny White while we were on break. I know you hung out with Kenny in New Jersey. So what I wanted to ask real quick before we get into any game breakdown, what was the experience like to get on a plane, fly from Vegas to New Jersey, and being involved in a sports betting tournament, ter- ter- tournament outside of the state of Nevada where it's now newly legal? What was the excitement like? What was the feeling like? What, what was it like just being on the East Coast doing that instead of being in the, in on the West Coast?
5: I'll tell you about that. I won't tell you about me and Kenny going out. How about that? Uh, no, don't tell about that. Just tell me about the event. What was it? What was it like? It was fun. I mean, to go, you know, pay ten thousand, went with a group of guys, and we had a couple of of the entries still alive on the final day. And then we just shoved uh, all in. It was it was exciting, man. To to just I don't because it was the first time they've ever done anything like that. So to be a part of it, you know, obviously I wish I would have won or or one of my team members, but. You know, yeah, no, it was exciting. I'm going to do it next year again for sure. But I'm you just know. saying the
3: overall feeling of, like, all these people involved in betting and they're not in Vegas, like, what, what was that
5: like? Yeah, it was good. I mean, you see the – and you could kind of feel the growth of sports betting coming uh, across the country just talking to everybody because a lot of the people were from – well, most of them were from the East Coast. And, you know, they're de- even the fantasy guys are developing an interest in, the, in sports betting, you know, again, to spread. Yeah, you, yeah, no, it was great. I loved every second of it.
3: Now, are you a big fantasy guy yourself, or you strictly went out there for the tournament, unlike Mike here, who, who's into fantasy?
5: No, I mean, I'm not very good at it. I do it a couple of times. I've done it a couple of times for fun, but, no, I, I just stick to the betting. But it was cool. It was cool to meet those guys and kind of hear their perspective on that and on the sports betting and – uh yeah, so, no, definitely again next year. I'm bringing you with me next year, John. Yeah, Maybe no Mike. no
3: problem. Listen, listen I want to know one thing, though. Last year we did a video, and we were talking about New England in the Super Bowl the week before the Super Bowl. We were sitting in uh, one of the spots over there. My question is, did you think a year later we'd be on the radio talking about New England again in the Super Bowl?
5: Well... I mean
3: Well I guess I I take that back You actually had New England
5: I I take that back So you really did Because you had New England Right Well they just They just win Every year It's unbelievable I don't know how they do it Kind of like this year I think that uh, If you just look at it on paper This matchup looks Kind of like Pick'em Or Pats By maybe one But then you have to You have to add more For just the experience Just been there so many times The winning in pressure situations, I mean, they came back by a lot of points last year. They just they just really rise up in these spots. So that's kind of why I made it like Pats by three. But at some point, though, you know, if it does get to over three, you gotta you gotta look at the other side. Yeah, that's what I think. You know, because they can't they can't open that line too far off and pick them. And now, if we start to go past three, you know, the other side starts to pique my interest. So I feel about it, Brian.
3: What's your Brian? What's your personal opinion on that game? Is it? I mean, you wouldn't be surprised if that game hit three and landed on a field goal, or you don't think you see that happening?
2: No, every game New England plays in the Super Bowl is either close, as dominant and as big a dynasty as they are, um, they come up short on on occasion in the Super Bowl, and they don't they don't blow teams out. So three is very much in play.
4: Now, now, Dave, I got a question about the total. What do you believe that number right now? It opened up at fifty-eight. It's currently at fifty-seven. Now we're not
3: going to talk about if you made a play. We don't care about
4: that. We just want to know, like, what do you think? Do you is it a possible? Well, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. No, I mean, I just I just want to <laughs> hear his thoughts on the total. I mean, the yeah. guy has been dead on the entire season. So just you know, for the listeners yeah. out there, not given the play, just give us a little bit of perspective. What what you believe is right.
5: Well, I kind of I kind of feel. The second half, well, mostly the fourth quarter of the the Patriots Chiefs game, I feel that kind of influenced this to to be a little bit higher than it would have. Maybe it would have been, I don't know, fifty five and a half or fifty six. But after after the entire world was watching that that second half and and saw a touchdown, 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 overtime touchdown, I kind of feel it it came out a little bit higher. So. I don't know if that answers your question, but well, yeah, so it's definitely that goes high. Back it's to high a- because, it's, and, and then the other thing about it, Super Bowls are usually more conservative, especially in the first quarter. Nobody wants to make a mistake right away and blow the game on 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 something crazy. So it, it does seem high. I mean, I'll say that. With that, so with that high. being
3: said, are you positioning yourself to play? First halves, second halves, and are you a big prop better on the event itself? Do you put a lot of emphasis in this event to your bottom line, or is just really another game for you as a guy
5: that does this for a living well, well, for the total, first of all uh the split is first half twenty eight and the full game uh fifty seven fifty seven fifty seven and a half so the first quarter being really conservative, kind of kind of already factored in that. So I would play, play the full game. And then the props, especially with that high total being 58, basically they're anticipating just a lot of yards, just a lot of offense. So if they're anticipating that, then the general public is, is really looking to bet overs, even though it's already factored in um, to, to a large extent, but they're still going to look to play overs. So, yeah, I'm doing what every other professional bettor is going to do and what I think is – look to go contrarian there on the props and, and kind of bet more unders for total yardage type things. Um, that's that's what I was going to do. It, it's, yeah, the contrarian. So the unders. Yeah, I am going to get involved and I'm probably going to look to do it more on the day of the game when the handle goes up. Because when the handle goes up a lot, then the contrarian plays have a lot more value. So obviously the handle will be high the day of the game, so that's when I'll be probably doing most of my firing
4: well and that's look I mean that's a great analysis and and for the listeners out there I mean if you want to get Dave's plays you know how to reach us now the number John to get a hold of us to get all of David's props all of Brian's props all of Kenny's props if you want to get any of these guys props and you want to get their actual selections their number to reach us is
3: you can just call it's a special number one eight eight eight. Two zero one four two zero one. That's the prop line. Triple eight two zero one four two zero one. I wanted to ask you, Dave, um, Brian, who's our host of this show and the host of uh, several shows, and is this uh, the last time I met you in person for dinner. Are you actively into NHL or is it just not? You just don't have the toolbox to analyze NHL like Brian does.
5: I'll leave the NHL to him. I'm. I'm doing basketball, college and pro, having a great year and expect to continue and really beating the clothes in college and expect to continue that. So, Brian, you can go ahead and do the NHL for everybody.
2: (laughs) Uh, You know, listen, if it's on the board, there's all kinds. Listen, golf, horse racing, it doesn't matter. This time of year. That's all you. It's Well, there are massive opportunities. They're out there with overlaid prices, too. Uh, you know, uh, and, and yeah, I will, I mean, say, I, I will I, say this from from the props perspective. Just when you're out there and you're going to line up, and they're going to be playing over 300 props, uh, know that in many instances, the guys that go over in props are on the losing side. So it's, it's not is, that, it's, is it, that
3: you mean year over year? You're saying overall? Well, right?
2: it, it, the 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 wide receiver. It's it's a team. Maybe they're down 17 uh, points. Uh, and all of a sudden the other team goes to a prevent defense and a wide receiver is you know, over 71 and a half yards. guy ends up with 115 yards, and they lose the game by 17 points because the team's in pre. It's fantasy football and props are entirely different than sports wagering. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the losing team, uh, it's almost correlated that the guys that go over are on the losing team
4: in many instances. Well, I mean, with, the to- with the total being 57, I mean – Dave's yeah, exactly I think right I think me, if but. if I think if I w- I think I would be more into that if the spread was
5: higher, so if somebody was favored by 13, then I think that would come more into play. And plus, people want to bet more over more on the on the on the favorite. But I I know what you mean. But in a in a three point spread, it's.
2: Yeah, but the spread on the game is three. But if you look at the props that are out there, there be will a team score three consecutive times, and uh-huh. everybody's like, "No." Well, the answer is yes. I mean, it's been the right. the answer is yes since the beginning of the time they started playing these games. So even though the line in the game is three, that doesn't mean that during c- the course of the game, the margin at some point, just like we saw with Kansas City, isn't going to be fourteen or we John, what would we talk about earlier, twenty eight three at the half. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, again, I'm really
3: curious. Um, I know you went two and zero on the uh, both dogs, David. Uh, what was your? What, is th- was the line off on both games, or you just thought? I mean, because I know you're playing the spread, you didn't care that the teams are going to win out, right? Were you expecting both dogs to win out, right? I realize there was bad calls, there was luck, unluck, depending upon what side of each game you were on. But I mean, were you expecting um, both? games that you bet both dogs that you bet last week to were you expecting them both to win out right or you were just looking for the covers one
5: point in either direction well basically for the for the saints rams and and once again the game could have went either way there was a bad call as everyone knows but i took i took three and a half and released three and a half because i had it i had it basically the two teams were the same so anytime i can get the extra half off of three with the road team there or lay two and a half with the home team, I'll play that. And then and then, and then in the Chiefs, Patriots, I had that one geez, about this about the same And and if anything, even if even if uh the Chiefs were just a little bit better in my eyes, same thing as the Super Bowl. I'm just looking at it like, okay, the Patriots do this every single year. They handle pressure and sure enough they handled the pressure amazingly. So I'm going, okay, anytime I can get I think it was it was three even. I just I saw value there. I just thought it should have been more towards two and a half. Even with the Chiefs monster home field. It just I don't know how these guys do it every year, they just win, you know. So I mean that sounds kind of square but no, I just, I was... I mean, I saw sometimes it if it
3: works, it works, right, Brian? Sometimes you just got to simplify it. If it works, it works. Yeah, if it don't ain't, stand in front of a, tra- a freight train,
2: you yeah, know what I mean? it ain't broke, don't fix it. Boys well, just
3: win. Yeah, they just
2: win. I mean, all right. Hey, we're up against the clock, fellas. And, uh, Dave, thanks for joining us. Uh, John and Mike, next week we'll be doing the props, and we'll get ready for the big game, and we invite special people to check out... Ryan
3: ...on Monday, special show on Monday next week. So we're going to be on That's literally right. in four days. Um Because of the Super Bowl week.
2: Uh, You got it. We will be with you on Monday morning. Thanks for that reminder. And we invite you to check out SportsInsiderRadio.com. Show will be archived for you there. And the number is 800-209-1679. It's a great time of year. One more big football game. Then we're on a race towards March Madness, the Kentucky Derby. And before you know it, training camp will open. We'll do it all over again. Thanks for joining us on Sports Insider Radio.
3: Did you get in? (laughs)